The Halachas of Forbidden Foods, Chapter 17, which is the final chapter. First halacha. One should not cook meat in a pot that was used to cook nevela for 24 hours after the nevela was cooked in the pot. And if one did cook meat within that pot within 24 hours, it is forbidden. If one cooked a different type of food in that pot, then a non-Jew could taste it to determine whether it tastes at all like meat, in which case it would be forbidden. Second halacha. As we will see, there's a difference between the Torah rule and the way the rabbis rule. The Torah only forbade cooking within that pot within one day. Thereafter, whatever flavor was imparted to the pot can no longer render something forbidden. The rabbis, however, state that that pot should never be used again. For that reason, one should not purchase earthenware, ceramic, or clay pots from non-Jews that have been used already. That said, if one did cook within such a pot, so long as it is not within 24 hours since the pot has been used, b'dyeved, the food is not forbidden. Third halacha. If someone purchased metal or glass dinnerware from a non-Jew that have never been used, they should be tabled in a mikvah and then they can be used. If there are things that are only used with cold, for example like cups, then they also must be cleaned out. Anything that's used with hot food should be purged with hagala. And anything that's exposed to extremely hot fire, like things that are put on a grill, they must be purged through libun, which means they must be heated to the point that they turn white. Fourth halacha. How to do hagala. First, the pot must not have been used for non-kosher food within 24 hours. Then, the small pot, that is the one that has to be koshered, should be placed in a larger pot, and they both are filled with water. Then they are heated until the water boils. Then it must be boiled very thoroughly. Fifth halacha. The concept of toiling pots that have been purchased from non-Jews before they can be used by a Jew is rabbinic in nature and is not related to tumah and tahara. Sixth halacha. Tevila, immersion in a mikvah, is only required for metal dinnerware utensils that are purchased from a non-Jew. Utensils that are borrowed from a non-Jew do not need to be toiled. Seventh halacha. A knife that is bought from a non-Jew must be purged through libun, or through very thorough sharpening. But if the knife was perfectly smooth, it just requires neitza. That means stabbing it into hard earth ten times. But after that, one can only use the knife for cold food. Eighth halacha. A knife that was used to slaughter a non-kosher animal should not be used to slaughter a kosher animal unless it has been washed thoroughly. Ninth halacha. There were certain things that were instituted by our sages in order to prevent us from becoming overly close to non-Jews, so that we should not come to marry them, we should not drink with them, and we should not eat their bread or anything that they've cooked, even if there's no suspicion that the food is forbidden. Tenth halacha. For example, a person should not drink perfectly kosher wine at a party that is hosted by Gentiles, unless the majority of the attendants are Jewish. Similarly, we should not drink date or fig beer in the place where that beer is sold. Eleventh halacha. But the sages did not decree against uncommon things. So, for example, drinking apple cider, pomegranate wine, or other uncommon drinks with non-Jews. The sages did not decree regarding these things. Twelfth halacha. There are circumstances in which it is permissible to be lenient with regard to bread that is baked by non-Jews. For example, if there is no Jewish baker and the bread is purchased in the field, but there is no leniency for bread that was baked by a homeowner. Thirteenth halacha. If a non-Jew lit the flame, but a Jew baked, or if a Jew lit the flame, but a non-Jew baked, or if non-Jews lit the flame and baked, but a Jew came and stoked the coals, in any of these cases, the bread would be permitted. The main thing is to underscore the distinction that non-Jewish bread is forbidden. Fourteenth halacha. When a non-Jew cooks something that could be eaten raw, there is no prohibition, so honey, milk, and the like. But with respect to meat, unsalted fish, vegetables, and eggs, these should not be eaten if they were cooked by a non-Jew. Fifteenth halacha. Another caveat is that the halacha only applies if the food is something that could be served at the table of a king. And here Rambam uses vetch as an example of something that would not be served on the table of a king. That's a legume that typically is eaten by animals. Animals. 16th halacha. Just like we said before with respect to bread, if a Jew takes even a small part in the cooking, then the food is permissible. 17th halacha. When a non-Jew salts fish or smokes fruits, these are nonetheless permitted because salting and smoking is not considered cooking. The same is true for roasted grains. 18th halacha. Cooked peas and lentils and the like are a concern, and there is the additional concern that perhaps they were cooked with non-kosher meat, or in a pot that was used to cook non-kosher meat. 19th halacha. If a non-Jew cooked without intending to cook, however, the food is permitted. The example he gives is if a non-Jew lit a fire in a swamp in order to clear out the brush, and a number of kosher grasshoppers were cooked. They can be eaten, so at least there's that. 20th halacha. If a non-Jew cooked dates, if the cooking sweetened them, then they are not permitted, but if they were already sweet, then they're permitted. 21st halacha. Roasted lentils that were kneaded with water or vinegar are forbidden. This is a specific dish that was mentioned in the Gemara, and it evidently was common to eat. 22nd halacha. Oil that is produced by non-Jews is permitted, and anyone who says otherwise is committing a great sin, because the Sanhedrin itself ruled that it is permitted. 23rd halacha. The same thing is true about honey. 24th halacha. Date dregs that could be used to make beer that a non-Jew boils in a pot are permitted. 
and there's not even a concern that the pot could have been used to cook non-kosher meat because that would make the taste worse, not better. Same thing is true about pickled foods when it's not customary to add wine or vinegar to the pickled foods. 25th halacha. The reason that beer and vinegar are prohibited is because there's a concern that wine dregs were added to it. 26th halacha. If it is in a place where it is customary to add wine to fish brine, fish brine is prohibited. But if wine is more expensive than fish brine, it's permitted because we assume they didn't put any wine in. 27th halacha. When a minor eats forbidden foods or violates the laws of Shabbos, a Jewish court is not required to make him stop since he is intellectually incapable of doing so. But an adult is not permitted to assist him in doing any of these things. So an adult can't give him non-kosher food, for example. 28th halacha. Notwithstanding what we said before, the father of such a child should rebuke the child for violating the Torah or the words of the rabbis. 29th halacha. Our sages forbade a person from eating or drinking something which is disgusting, like food mixed with feces or vomit, or from using filthy utensils to eat. These include utensils that have been used in the laboratory and the like. 30th halacha. The same is true for eating foods when one has unclean hands, and anyone who violates these rabbinic enactments is liable for lashes for rebellious conduct. 31st halacha. Our sages similarly prohibit a person from delaying before relieving himself. 32nd halacha. Anyone who is careful with these matters brings upon himself additional holiness and purity, and he purges his soul for the sake of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as it says in the Pasuk, And you shall sanctify yourself, and you will be holy, for I am holy.